The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright and anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. I think that it's abundantly clear that Advent has begun and we've begun the beginning of the liturgical year. From the decorations, liturgical color, readings, and prayers, our focus has shifted. The last five or so Sundays, we've been talking about the end times in our readings. But now, with the season of Advent, we hopefully expect their coming soon. Instead of just talking about the end of time when Jesus Christ will come, now we spend a whole season talking about, we hope it comes today. You see, what most people think Advent is about is it's just a little precursor to Christmas, a little preparation time for that great feast day, and that's true, but that's only a small part of it. The reality is is that as Catholics, this season, the very first time of the church year, is devoted to exciting in our hearts, to lift up our hearts, the reality that we hope that all time ends soon. Did you know that's what we want as Christians? We actually want it all to end soon. And that's a good thing to ask for because we want Jesus Christ to come a second time. We want an end to suffering and pain and sin and all the rest. We want an end to all disorder. We want heaven more than anything else. My brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus Christ has been very clear and he says it's going to happen in the second coming. You see, the first coming of Christ at Christmas makes no sense if we lose sight of the second coming. He came in the flesh to set us free, to offer us grace, to give us all that we need so that we can survive and look forward to His second coming at the end of time. So this Advent, my brothers and sisters, we need to make sure we do not lose sight of, the one, of one of the important aspects of Advent, which is the coming of Christ at the end of time. The hardest part I think I find with that personally is we should want that to happen today. Are we ready? If Jesus Christ were to come right now, are we prepared? Is our soul ready to meet our Maker, to meet our Judge, to meet our God, the God of love and mercy? You see, if we are fully, actively, consciously participating in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, then we should be informed by all of the texts that are provided for us, the prayers, the antiphons, every aspect of the Mass. Now, the reality is, is that this morning the entrance antiphon, which we said together, gives us a simple theme for Advent. To you I lift up my soul, O my God. 
Those are the words that we said together. Did we say these words with honesty and integrity? Have we actually lifted up our soul to God on this first day of Advent? Have we started Advent off well? Or do the trials and tribulations and the wars and the disasters that are going on throughout the world, do they cause us anxiety to forget and, be, and to fail to be vigilant of who God is and who he is for us? Do we allow already in this preemptive shopping and secular Christmas season, do we allow the stresses of daily anxiety to make us forget who God is? Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Do not let your hearts become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life. So often when I'm speaking to people around this time, they tell me how much their prayer lives crumble. They get so stressed out with family and traveling and presents and all the rest that they kind of just forget to pray. We find yourself in that place. We're not living out Advent well. If you find yourself already somewhat tired of and stressed out about Christmas, then we need to just take a big, deep breath, stop celebrating Christmas for a little bit, and actually celebrate Advent. Because Advent is about a preparation so that when we get to Christmas, it can be a time truly filled with joy. That's the whole purpose of it all. We have to lift up our soul to God and be vigilant. But you might ask, how can we lift up our souls and be vigilant? Well, I'm glad you asked because I have an answer for you. Big answer is Eucharistic adoration. Time spent before God present in the flesh before us. The more time that we can spend before the God who dwells in that tabernacle this Advent, the better we can understand the reality of Christmas when it comes the better we can prepare and be vigilant for our own souls at the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2,000 years of history, of saints, of all the rest, our Lord Jesus Christ in his own words, abide with me and I'll abide with you, prove to us that the true way of holiness is union with Christ and his presence here in the Eucharist. That constantly we're called to spend time with him, in 2010, our Lord revealed to a monk that one hour was spent before the Eucharist was far better than a hundred hours of apostolic service, far more effective. Now, don't take this to the extreme of like, well, just sit in the church and don't serve people. That's not what we're saying. Because we do need to serve our families, the poor. We need to serve at our jobs as best as we can. But if we do all of that without being centered in Christ, if we give up God so as to serve others, we can't actually serve others well. Good example of this. If you like EWTN, all the many things that come out on it, the very Catholic nature of it all, well, did you know that EWTN, EWTN was founded upon a cloistered order of Franciscan nuns whose primary purpose was not to found a radio station or a TV station, but to adore our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Mother Angelica constantly said it's only because of their fidelity to Christ and the Eucharist that EWTN can be successful. Another common example is Mother Teresa of Calcutta, Saint Teresa of Calcutta. She, was, she requires her order, the sisters and even the brothers, to do two holy hours a day in the midst of all of the work that they do. There's one story in which there was a flood in a part of India and Sister Teresa and her sisters went over to help help the bishop of that area. 
worked really hard all morning long, but then disappeared in the afternoon. He thought it was because they were being lazy. The bishop got really angry. When Sister Teresa came back, he kind of berated her. And he said, I cannot serve God's people if I fail to serve God first and foremost. We had to go be with the Lord of all so that we could see the Lord of all and those whom we serve. So my brothers and sisters, we must be vigilant. If you find the Christ kind of seeping out of your hearts and souls because of the chaos of these days, then you need to fight even harder for time with Christ in the Eucharist. Do you want to learn how to be vigilant at all times as our Lord Jesus Christ commanded us to do? Do you want to learn how to lift up your soul? Well, come, my brothers and sisters, and learn from the only one who can teach you, Jesus Christ present in the Most Holy Eucharist. I can honestly say that the single most important factor in my ability to discern and remain faithful to my call to the priesthood is my daily holy hour. My daily time spent with my beloved Savior, who alone can give me the strength to endure the trials that I face, to unload all of my worries, my fears, my anxieties, to rejoice with Him in the good things. If I didn't have that daily, I'm lost. In medical school, when I was discerning into the priesthood, I signed up for a weekly holy hour at a local local adoration chapel from 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. I figured I was in medical school, I didn't need sleep anyways, so I might as well spend some time with the Lord. Yes, I was exhausted, and often I couldn't concentrate, and yes, I even fell asleep for many of those hours. But I can tell you that the place where I heard God's voice the clearest was in those minutes and those moments that I spent before our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. I know the power, the love, and the glory that God has in store for those who are willing to sacrifice that time. I want you to know the same, and even greater. So that's why in our parish now, starting in Advent, we have adoration on Tuesdays from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., Thursdays from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Fridays from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and first Saturdays from 8.30 to noon. All of this is listed in the bulletin. As of this last Friday, we had 40 families or parishioners signed up for one of those hours. Could you be the 41st? Could you be the next one, the next family that signs up to commit themselves to Christ this Advent? Perhaps, though, I understand the chaos of life, and maybe you can't commit to a full hour or one of those times. I do my best to make sure the church is open from 6.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Come. Spend some time with the Lord who comes to love you, to save you, to spend time with you, to abide in your presence, to be a victim of the tabernacle, to sit in silence. If you want to learn what it means for Christ to abide in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, then learn what it means for him to abide in the tabernacle. It's like a womb there in our church. My brothers and sisters, we have to be willing to fight for and sacrifice for time with our Lord this Advent. So it doesn't just become yet another liturgical season that gets swept away by celebrating Christmas too soon, too much. May we enter into the reality of Advent. May we pray for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May we lift up our souls to him. Because he alone can bring you peace and consolation in the chaos of this life. May we live out our lives with our Lord Jesus Christ this Advent. For he comes, my brothers and sisters, he comes to you in the most holy sacrament of the altar. 
May you you abide with him as he abides with you.